The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Thanks for joining us. Jim and Cake today from the Bozark Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's a uh, holiday edition today. We'll be off at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, Jackson Wilson, River City Sportplex, will not be joining us. He's on his way back from Denver. I think we had a little miscommunication about whether we're on today or not. He's coming back from Denver anyway. So, safe travels, Jackson. Yes. And a Merry Christmas as well. And a Merry Christmas to all of you. In the pile today, we appreciate you uh, listening to the program. You may not always agree with everything we say, but we appreciate you listening and participating on the program. Text or call us, Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, 970-242-1340. Try to have fun here, try to have a good time, and uh, today... No is, exception. Course, your favorite Christmas sports gift. Uh, Bob sending uh, the text and the picture in of himself... Uh, Bob Bessert, Keen Bessert's dad. Keen surprised me with this early Christmas present before I knew he committed to Kansas State. Best gift ever. And it's a picture of Bob, and I don't know if Bob meant that Keen telling him was a gift, the best gift, or got well, a Kansas... It, it, it says K-State dad on the shirt. Say K-State dad, because I can't... I only, see, I only see Bob on the picture I'm seeing from like, from just a little bit of the neck, neck up. Yeah, so I can't really read what the shirt's saying. I think if you scroll down a little bit, you can see Oh, here see we it. go. K-State dad. Okay, so he gave, gave him that and then, of course, told him he was going to uh, end up going to Kansas State after, unfortunately, things did not work out at uh, Wisconsin for Keene, but uh, goes there. Max Marsh, former Central Warriors, been there, and our good friend Wyatt Thompson, of course, the play-by-play voice uh, of Kansas State. So we got some, some connections to... Uh, to Kansas State through our program in the Valley. So um, thrilled for, for Keen to get that chance to go to, to Kansas State to continue his long snapping career. And Bob played at Kansas State as well. So that, that makes it even better. Gets to go where goes to the alma mater. Exactly. Where, where Bob played a line for Kansas State uh, many years ago. Uh, Bob also said favorite Christmas movie is Christmas Story. It's my favorite. It's, it's a solid flick. I do like Elf a lot. I've learned to appreciate Elf over the years. I uh, do love, like I said, when we were doing our favorite Christmas films the other day. Uh, I think it's Alistair Sims. It's uh, from like the 1940s. Uh, it's uh, The Christmas Carol. Love that. The Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael Caine. Michael Caine is great. Michael Caine. What was the one with Hugh... Do you ever see the one with Hugh Jackman where it was... I think it was like a TNT Christmas story. It was dark. Well, there was there was a TNT was, there was a TNT Christmas Carol with Patrick Stewart. But there was one with I believe it was Hugh Jackman as as him and it was just really really dark. Might have been FX. I try to remember I saw it years ago. And you're just going, Wow, it's it's already involves ghosts and you know, somebody Dealing with their past right. and, and that that kind of thing, but it was um, was it Christian? I'm interested. It's uh, I believe it was he was Hugh Jackman, and 
I'm trying to find it here because I said it was just a really, really dark, dark uh, version of it. I mean, I will, I will always and forever go to bat for the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol for two reasons. Reason number one is because, and I guess this would be Tyler France in Drinking Game because he's going to mention his family. Okay. So my mother, uh, when she, <sighs> when she taught middle school English, they did a unit on Charles Dickens right around the holidays, and so of course, naturally, Christmas Carol. And she had many a different version of A Christmas Carol. And the one that... So Guy Pierce. I'm sorry. Guy Pierce. Guy he, Pierce. Okay. It was on FX. It was not Hugh Jackman. Another Aussie in, in Guy Pierce. And it was dark. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, though. Well, I was just going to say, it's, you know, Patrick Stewart, Christmas Carol. You, you've got these sort of... You've got Patrick Stewart right around the time of... Next Generation, you know, Star Trek Next Generation. So he is on, you know, all manner of cable TV anyway. And he did this TNT version of A Christmas Carol. And it's it's very good. It's very British. <laughs> it's very, like, you, you know, obviously you're thinking, okay, it's Dickensian Christmas Carol. How British can it, you know... You you think it's got to be pretty British? Right. It's very British. It's, I'm assuming you're a fan of the Star Wars holiday show that they did, right? Did you did you like that one back in the day? Did you like that or that thing? I will go to bat for almost all Star Wars media. New, old, doesn't matter. I refuse. I categorically wow. refuse. I vehemently refuse to watch. I don't even know if you can find it anywhere. The Star Wars holiday special. Now, the funny thing is, the mouse in its infinite wisdom and in its infinite corporate wisdom has kind of embraced the hey, we know this thing that we, that, you know, was made years ago sucks. But there's elements to it that we can rip from and we can kind of, you know. I just think it was impressive that they got everybody to do it. I know. <laughs> and it was on CBS like in 1978. They got every Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, like Carrie Fisher got everybody to do it. James Earl Jones. Somebody needed bills paid. That's, that was a bills were due. Something or other needed to happen. And there's a, hey. Do this CBS Christmas special for Star Wars. So they didn't call it Christmas. They called it Life Day. Yeah, I, like, like I guess Like the band Jefferson Starship makes an appearance oh, in God. it. B. Arthur was in it. <laughs> Art Carney from, you know, Jackie Gleason, the Honeymooners. <laughs> that guy. Harvey Corbin from <laughs> Carol Burnett was, was in this I thing. I forgot Harvey Corbin was in that. Still for Harvey Corman. Oh my God. Blazing Saddles. Oh yeah. He was fantastic in that. Yeah. So, yeah, no, so, the, so no, the, I will the, I will not be indulging. So the, so the Star Trek, your Star Wars universe includes Harvey Corman and BR. It's it's canon now, right? Isn't yep. it part of it? That's that's the truth. Mod. 
from the 70s. Mod is in Star Wars. It's in Star Wars. Diane Carroll was in it. I mean, there's... The, anyway, yeah, it's I, a stacked cast, and it sucked. <laughs> I, like, once again, I can't believe they were able to get all, all the, the people in the film to do it. Money talks, man. Yeah. Money talks. All right. Um, 808. So, uh, favorite sports Christmas gift. Bry guy's got a good one. Oh, he's got a good one. Happy holidays, guys. My favorite sports Christmas present has to be my William Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe. Oh. Yes. Oh, you. I'm, I'm super jealous, Spry guy. I just want to know. If that even if that sort of thing is even like available anymore on like eBay or something, and what what would it cost? Now the question I have is the picture he sent us. Did you do you still have that, or is this just a picture of it? And do you still have it actually in the box? Because I, I've never been a big I've never been a big collector of anything. You know, I had a lot of toys, and some of them I wish I would have still had. They were, they were in decent shape and probably would have made a decent chunk of change, a little, uh, little money for Christmas shopping. But I, I can't imagine anybody keeping their, back when I was a kid, of you get a toy and you never take it out of the box. Of that, uh, that, idea, even, uh, that idea even crossing your mind for, a, for a, a moment that you'd even think about that. According to eBay... A William the Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe right now going for about a hundred bucks. Really? Wow. That's awesome. There is a range though. You've got you've got your twenty-five dollar ones all the way up to your three hundred dollar run ones, but the the average pans out to about a hundred bucks. Okay, because he's our artistic director, diehard. <laughs> As a comment on this today, Merry Christmas, Die Hard. There is a new documentary about the Star Wars Christmas special that looks hilarious. It's called A Disturbance in the Force. I don't think it's that new a documentary because I think I've actually heard of it. But he says the Star Wars Christmas special has a 2.1 oh, rating. Oh, no, you're, no, I stand corrected, 2023. Yeah. 2.1 rating out of 10 on IMBD. That's not good. It's not. That's not good at all. It's not. All right, A10. And uh, so once again, Jackson Wilson will join us, but we'll have uh, the Pope with us and that little, uh, little kryptonite that the Pope has that I found out the other day at his retirement uh, uh, celebration over at uh, District 51. Yeah, the, the, man, the man has a crack in the armor. There's something that, that will put him into terrified... Not 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 fight mode. Well, maybe fight mode, but like a tizzy. But more like a flight mode when it comes to this one thing. All right, so we'll have that coming up a little bit. Our football picks, and uh, by the way, don't forget to get your picks in for uh, our uh, pigskin pick'em contest powered by Kissner Motors. Go to the team thirteen forty dot com to get your picks in for this weekend. All right, eight eleven. It's time to go around the NFL. The latest on the Broncos and the league. It's around the NFL on the Jim Davis Show. All right. Start things out with the return of Kareem Jackson. Okay. Coming off of the four-game suspension. And uh, the other day, Sean Payton was very, very noncommittal 
about what's going to happen with with him going forward. Kareem Jackson, is he going to play this weekend? Will he be on the field against the Patriots? Payton said, you know, well, it's, you know, we'll see. It's been about, it's been four weeks. All those things are possibilities. It's still something we're going through relative to personnel packages. Now, Jackson was able to practice Wednesday, full participant, can be activated from the suspended list at any time, and he can stay on that list until Monday. And then the Broncos have to either activate him uh, onto the active roster or they have to release him. Now, activating Jackson would force the Broncos to cut a player from their current 53-man roster. Any player who is released by the team is subject to waivers and eligible to sign with another team if he clears. And so Peyton talked about that, you know, officially by Monday. If he if he comes up, someone else has to come down. We're at 53-plus with him. Then we'll figure out how we'll handle it relative to this week and going forward. He started in the eight games which he's played in. He was going to split time with Caden Stearns, and then he had the season-ending knee injury in week one against the Raiders. And P.J. Locke slipping into that role. P.J. Locke's played pretty well alongside of course, Justin Simmons in the back half of that secondary. And so for, for Kareem Jackson, by the way, he's, he's piled up $89,670 in fines. It's a lot of money. And $837,000 in lost paychecks this season. Woof. Yeah. So the question becomes this for the Broncos. Number one, does he play Sunday? It, it's not looking like that's going to happen. They said Sean Payton was very vague about it, and, and he made a really good point. He hasn't played in four weeks. And, and, so, and it, what's what's throwing him into the lion's den now yeah, going to do? I P.J. Locke, if he was injured, maybe if you think that even Kareem Jackson out for four weeks would be a better option than DeLarian Turner yell there. Okay, I, I, I get that, but that Locke's healthy and ready to go. But there seems to be a sense that, um, that as of right now, don't plan on him playing this Sunday when the Broncos take on the Patriots, that that uh, seems somewhat unlikely right now. All right, speaking of the Broncos and the Patriots, uh, Russell Wilson uh, this week talking about taking on uh, one of the better defenses in the league in the Patriots. Well, obviously, Coach Belichick's uh, one of the best of all time, obviously. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll have those guys prepared and um you know, they'll, they'll do different things. Obviously, they, they do a really good job. They're really well-coached, really sharp. Um, we're going to have to trust, trust our eyes, trust what we see, um, the run game, the pass game, all that stuff, and uh, just play clean football. I mean, we've got a lot of guys that can make a lot of plays, and um, we're excited to get after it and, and play at home. Pay, the Pats are currently eighth in total defense right now. Sean Payton on New England's very stout defensive unit. They're near the top of the league in every category defensively. First in the league in rushing defense, red zone defense, third down. I mean, all those stats, they, they make it difficult for big plays. All right, so that's Sean Payton talking about the Patriots. So for the Broncos, three games left in the season. They have the game, of course, this Sunday with the Patriots. Uh, they have the Chargers, and then they have the Raiders at home to the Chargers on New Year's Eve, and then on the road to take on the Raiders. Three games left in the season. Got to win out here. You got to. The margin of error is zero now for 7-7 seven and seven Denver. So if you're a Broncos fan, who do you root for to lose or to win this weekend to help the Broncos in their playoff push? Is there a list? There is a list. Okay, let's you, hear it. You got the Bills-Chargers game. 
Who do you want to root for in that one? I think that one you got to root for the Chargers. Absolutely got to root for the Chargers. Chargers are out of it. Get it. They're an AFC West rival. But the Bills are fighting for that playoff spot. Bills are fighting for a playoff spot. And so you, you're you rooting for the Chargers to take down Josh Allen and, and the Bills in that one. All right. So a, a Broncos and Bills win drops Denver from 32% chance to make the playoffs to 29%. So keep that in mind. It would help the Broncos, obviously, a, a Broncos win well, they could improve their chance to 38%. Bengals-Steelers. Ooh. Uh, two teams that are still in that conversation. Is that one you want the Steelers to win? You want the Steelers to win that one. Okay. Steelers. Hopefully, hopefully our boss, Chris Britt, didn't hear me just say yeah, that. Bengals. It's okay. Been saying it for years, and I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> Bengals are currently ahead of the Broncos. But the Steelers are are also ahead of Denver as well. So Broncos need the Bengals to lose two games. Cincinnati still has the Chiefs on their schedule. Steelers need to drop one game. They still have Seattle and Baltimore. So you're hoping in this case for the Steelers to get the victory this weekend. Jacksonville, Tampa Bay. Obviously, Tampa Bay doesn't impact the Broncos, but the Jags do. And so you want the Bucks to win that one. Go Baker Mayfield, I guess. Absolutely. Browns-Texans. Broncos have beaten the Browns. They've got the tiebreaker there, but they have lost to the Texans. So you're rooting for the Browns in this case. Broncos win, improves to 48% for the playoffs. Imagine this. Joe Flacco, once former sort of kind of starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. He has the chance to bolster the playoff chances of the Broncos in a Browns uniform. <laughs> so interesting. Yes. God, the NFL is weird. So you got Cowboys Dolphins. And this is interesting because you're rooting for the Dolphins in this one. Really? And you're going, well, well why? Wouldn't wouldn't you want the Dolphins to lose? Oh, because it probably ruins, not ruins, but probably hurts the Bills' chances, doesn't it? Hurts the Bills' chances, yes. Because there's a scenario where the Bills could win the division, which would hurt the Broncos' chances of making it because the Dolphins are going to be in. And the Broncos lose, of course, the, all the tiebreakers got, you know, manhandled by them. So in this case, you want the Dolphins to win and not be a factor in the wildcard chase because you want them to win the, the AFC East and take themselves out of any potential wildcard involvement. Raiders Chiefs. Oh, God. Is this one we're hoping for a tie? You'd love, to, you'd love to root for a tie here, but in this case, you want the Chiefs to win. Gross. But this also depends on what happens to the Broncos game as well. Because the Broncos win, and other games go their way, they'll want a Chiefs win. However, they'd want the Chiefs to win if certain games go differently. So, example, follow me here. If the Broncos lose, they want the Raiders to win because a Chiefs victory makes winning the division impossible. So if games go a certain way, it's better to keep the Raiders out of the hunt instead of joining them and just saying goodbye to winning the division. So, okay, wait. So, hold on. Broncos win against New England, we want Chiefs to win Sunday. Yes, if the Broncos lose, they want the Raiders to win. Broncos they, lose, they want Raiders to... Okay. Because a Chiefs victory makes winning the division impossible. Okay. So if a game goes a certain way, it's better to keep the Raiders out of the, the wild card chase instead of joining them in that. So... Okay. It's, it's a little bit complicated. 
Colts Falcons. Is that one uh, Falcons were rooting for? And this one, according to the list, you you're wanting the Colts to win. Four K. So you want two AFC South teams to drop to eight and seven this week, with the Broncos wanting to get there as well. You want to push for the Colts because they close out the season against the Texans, where Indianapolis can potentially win the division and eliminate Houston from playoff consideration. So that would help the Broncos in that case. If the Colts win the division. And then they take the Texans out of a out of a possible wild card. A lot of different scenarios. It all begins first and foremost with the Broncos beating the Patriots Sunday. They have to win. That's 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 the nitty gritty of it. They've got to win on Sunday. Have to have to have to win. Yeah, there's there there's no margin for error now for the Broncos with three games left in the season. All right, a couple of other NFL notes before we talk about Thursday night football. Uh, remember lights out Sean Merriman played for the Chargers. Oh, yeah. He says Philip Rivers still wants to play. Come he on. Did, he did an interview with TMZ.com. Always reliable. That, that Rivers, who was, of course, last seen playing, you know, upsetting the Bills in the wild card round of the 2020 playoffs, the quarterback of the Colts still wants to play. Rivers is 42. And apparently he's not officially retired yet because he still wants to play. Wasn't he coaching high school, though? He was coaching high school for a while. According to this, he's never officially retired. And Merriman says, I think Phillip can play another year or two if a team gets down here in the playoffs and they need a quarterback to come off the street. Phil can do it. That would be intriguing. Imagine, if you will, this scenario. Team, you know, kind of like what we saw, right? Carson Wentz went down right before the playoffs. The Eagles went with Nick Foles, and they went all the way and won the Super Bowl. Imagine, with all the injuries to quarterback this year, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility. Team loses quarterback right before or right in the middle of playoffs. Still find a way to win, but now need an emergency QB. Phillip Rivers comes in, takes that team all the way to the Super Bowl, and wins it. But, but here's my thought about this, too. I mean, there's been an opportunity with Cleveland. There's always an opportunity but, but, with Cleveland. Because, but, well, if you want to come in and just play for a playoff contender, that's a playoff contender. I mean, Flacco's doing fine. I was going to say, not if Joe Flacco and, has anything and, to say and, about and it. Flacco's been more kind of game-ready, obviously, than Phillip Rivers. But I, I don't know if I agree with Merriman entirely that because there's been some opportunities here, like the Cleveland job, where Rivers could have came in and could have been the guy that they were looking for in that case. So I don't know. I I, I think at, at 42, it is interesting, though, he is not retired. I do find that he's never turned to the paperwork. And I did not realize that he had not officially retired yet. Because why wouldn't you? If you're done, you're done. Right. And he's now 42. So, but I also think if you wanted to play that bad, there have been opportunities for you. There, look at the Broncos. Well, look at the Chargers now. Yeah, but I mean, he also wants to go play on a team that's got a play, going to be on a playoff chase. No, I know. So but that I'm would just not saying, be, that would not be his old team. If we're talking point. strictly just an opportunity to play, not necessarily an opportunity to play good, there's plenty of you know. 
Well, it seems to be from Merriman fairly clear that it's it's got to be for a for a team that's a contender. That well, at least okay. Wait, let me let me, let me sift through this again. Okay, because it said that so Rivers would be a better would be a better or at least more interesting option for the Chargers than Easton Stick. What I say. But there seems to be the sense that he said, I still think Phillip can play another year or two if a team gets down here in the playoffs and they need a quarterback to come off the street. That speaks to what I'm saying right. is that they've got to be a playoff contender. So, yes, do I disagree with you about would he be better than Easton Stick? Yeah, he probably would be. It would be far more interesting to see Phillip Rivers back playing for the Chargers, even though he's still had some issues with them leaving San Diego and going to L.A., that... But I saw him on the sidelines when they uh, they had some of their Ring of Fame stuff going on. I believe when the Broncos were there, uh, he was on the sidelines for one of those games. That sounds right. And so, if, if you're him, though, I'm not going to come back unless it's a chance to to be on a playoff team. Why am I going to put my side? If I wanted to keep playing, I would I would still be playing. Agreed. I would have found another. Somebody would have brought in Philip Rivers. There would have been other opportunities for him after the Colts gig. I think. So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Keep an eye on that. You never know. You never know. Because we always think about, well, what about Brady? What about Brady? Well, what, what about Philip Rivers? Tom. Tom. TB12. All right. Uh, so last night you had Thursday night football, the Rams and the Saints. Remember during this season, there was a point we thought, ah, Rams are done. Well... In in the words of Lee Corso, not so fast, my friend. He is definitely not so fast, my friend, because last night, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford, I guess he took all the cell phones away from all the kids, and uh, they finally started listening (laughs) to him, that he threw for 328 yards and two touchdowns to lead the Rams to a 30-22 home win over New Orleans. L.A. moves to 8-7. Saints drop to 7-8. Matthew Stafford hooking up with uh, Bakua Nakoa who's become a sensational rookie receiver uh, last night in that win. Fourth and goal as McVay's going to roll the dice. They mark it at the two. Stafford calling signals from the gun. Two wides to the right, two to the left. Cup comes in motion to the far side. Stafford takes the shotgun snap. Fires. End zone. Right side. It is caught. Touchdown. Puka Nakua. McVay rolls the dice. And Stafford comes through to his rookie. All right, that from Westwood One on the team last night. Puka Nakua, 164 yards and nine catches a touchdown. Demarcus Robinson had a touchdown catch last night. But Stafford, 24, 34, 328, two touchdowns. Kyron Williams continues to be impressive, 104 yards and a touchdown. He averaged almost five yards per carry last night. A really good night for the Rams last night to, uh, to pick up the 30-22 to 22 win over the Saints uh, for uh, New Orleans. Derek Carr, not a terrible night last night. Uh, 319, three touchdowns and a pick last night. But uh, they struggled to run the football. Alvin Kamara only had 19 yards on the ground last night. Chris Olave with a pretty big game. Nine catches, 123 yards last night. But uh, the Saints' playoff chances take a hit with the loss to the Rams last night. But give give Sean McVay credit. A lot of people thought McVay is going to be done after this He's going to go to TV. He's done. Stafford's done. This football team's done. Nah. They, they, mortgage, they mortgage their future for you know to win the Super Bowl. Look where they're at right now. Look at That's, it. They're they're eight and seven, and they're very much 
in the wild card conversation in the NFC. Your crazy uh, stat of the day. 2012, Calvin Johnson sets the single-season NFL receiving yards record with 1,964. 2021, Cooper Cup, second most receiving yards in NFL history with 1,947. Puka Nakua, 147 yards shy with two games left in the season to set the rookie record for most receiving yards in a season. Do you know what all three of those stats have in common? Give me the names very quickly. Just the names again. Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, all rookies. No, nope. Okay. Matthew Stafford was their quarterback. Oh, okay. Calvin Johnson set the all-time receiving yards record with Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Yeah. Cooper Cup, second most in NFL history. Matthew Stafford at quarterback. Puka yes. Nakua. Yeah, because I didn't think they're all rookie numbers. It's, yeah, Matthew Stafford. Yeah, okay, yeah, the common denominator there. That's the common denominator. So that kind of goes to show you the... For people that like to crap on Matthew Stafford, guys quarterback. Good. I would have taken him in Denver. Totally. Would have totally taken him as a Broncos quarterback. All right, 829. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More of your texts. Got some really nice texts from Rick and from another one from Bry Guy and Evan as well. Uh, your favorite sports Christmas gifts. Send it to us today. Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the Jim Davis Show. It's a marshmallow world in the winter. When the snow comes to cover the ground Do you recognize who this is? Time for play. It's a whipped cream day I wait for it the whole year round Those a marshmallow, marshmallow world um, <laughs> I have no idea Seth MacFarlane A.K.A. Peter Griffin from Family Guy He's an insanely talented dude He's so talented. I, I like the show, The Orville, kind of the... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was, it was an interesting show because it was kind of like Star Trek. Yeah. But he was the captain of The Orville, and it was kind of funny, but it was also kind of serious. I think it was Seth MacFarlane's love letter to Star Trek. Yeah. And I thought it was a really good show. I, I, I liked The Orville a lot. And I, of course, Family Guy as well as a fantastic show. All right, text your call us, Chick-fil-A breakfast team, phone line 970-242-1340. Four down territory coming up. Keep in mind, we have a shorter show today. It's a holiday edition. We'll do the same next Friday as well. We'll be off at 9 this morning. Don't forget the Gasparilla Bowl coming up at 4.30 today uh, here on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Bry Guy, about his uh, William Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe. Sadly, I don't have him, but he was uh, well played with back in the day. I'm glad to hear that, Bry Guy. Yeah, that's probably for the best. I'm glad you're not, you were like some collector kid that you actually played with, with your William Refrigerator Perry G.I. Joe back in the day. Going up against Cobra. It's always good. <laughs> Yo, Joe. Rick at American Family Insurance this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Love the program and what you do for the community. I really appreciate our partnership. Merry Christmas. Uh, likewise as well, Rick. Likewise. Absolutely. I always uh, appreciate you know, what uh, Rick's support of uh, what we do on the radio station, uh, along with the rest of our advertisers as well. But uh, need a quote to swing by and see Rick today at American Family Insurance. Uh, Evan from Grand Junction. Merry Christmas, gentlemen. I'm not expecting the Denver Doncos to make the blast. 
think we'll win two of three, but it's been nice sniffing the playoffs for the first time since Super Bowl 50. Can't root for the Steelers or Chiefs. Plus, favorite sports gift was autographed Jake Plummer football and Champ Bailey autographed picture. Ooh, love it. It's been a few days since we've heard from Mike in Scottsdale listening on the mobile app. Good morning, Mike. Merry Christmas to you and the, the Bakerettes, by the way. Happy Apache Friday. Oh, okay, I got to do it since he's got Apache it. Friday. There we go. Got to play a little Apache Friday. A little Apache under Mike from Scottsdale's text this morning. Happy Apache Friday. Merry Christmas, muchachos. Thanks for being a part of my daily routine. And for the mobile app, I don't have to listen to crappy Phoenix sports talk. My favorite sports presents were tickets to the Fiesta Bowl in 1995, uh, Bill McCartney's last game, and we boat raced the Irish in their green jerseys. Ha ha, Butchie. Happy holidays to the pile. <laughs> Love it. Great to hear from you, Mike. All right, 835. And uh, coming up, we'll have our football picks today. But right now, it's time to dive into Four Down Territory. We're into Four Down Territory on the Jim Davis Show on the team. <laughs> All right, start things out with first down. Shohei Otani made an appearance during Thursday night football at SoFi Stadium. Oh? Fans were crazy when they saw the, the Dodgers star there. So, uh, anyway... Amazon Prime analyst Kirk Herbstreet pointed out that the stadium had just shown Otani on the big board there. Kirk Herbstreet, uh, look, I, I have problems with pronunciation sometimes. Uh -oh. We all we all do at times. Oh, no. Oh, no. So does Kirk Herbstreet. What did he say? Did you show Shohan Otani Tony up on yeah. the Yeah, Shohan Otani. Otani now a Dodger, and that's the reason for the... <laughs> Shohan Otani. Listen, you don't mess with the Shohan, all right? That was that bad Adam Sandler movie, wasn't it? <laughs> I think so. Don't mess with the Zohan or something like that? So, I think that was, yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Kirk. It's okay, Kirk. We've, we've all been there. We've been there. Totally get it. All you right. Know, it's it's the, um, the classic. Oh, God. We're, oh, hang on. I had it. The Sean Rubaklava. Oh. Of, oh, my uh, friend Ryan Gruel. Uh, Grizz. I had it here. So, uh, oh, I can't say his name. I can't say his name. <laughs> I can't say his name. Merry Christmas, Sean, by the way. Sean Rubacaba. And to our friend Ryan Grizz as well. All right, second down. There we go. I can't even say his name. Miami Dolphins punter Jake Bailey got engaged this week. Congratulations to Jake Bailey. Yes. Great. Guess what his girlfriend's name is? His fiance now. Guess what her first name is? Is it also Jake? No. <laughs> is it Bailey? It's Bailey. Bailey Bailey. She will be Bailey Bailey. It's kind of like... Uh, Unless we... she decides to not offer his last name. And uh, Medeiros, I believe, is her uh, her maiden name. It's, it's kind of like we have uh, one of the uh, spokespeople for the Grand Junction Fire Department, Ellis Ellis. Yes. Ellis. First name Ellis, El married El last name Ellis. Ellis Ellis. She I love it. Could end up potentially being Bailey Bailey. Bailey Bailey. Love it. Uh, third down, speaking of marriage, Simone Piles, world champion, gymnast, Olympian. Incredible athlete. One of the greatest athletes, period, of all time. 
she and her husband, Jonathan Owens, who just so happens to play in the NFL for the Packers, they were on the Pivot podcast discussing their early relationship in 2020. Owens said, quote, he did not know who she was when she came up on a dating app and then said that he was, quote, the catch in the relationship between the two of them. My brother in Christ. He is right now at the moment getting absolutely 100% dragged on social media, rightfully so. Come on, dude. You don't know this. If this was pre-2016, okay, sure. This was 2020, and you don't know who Simone Biles is. How, and, how, do, how do you not? I just, I, how do you not? And do you think you're the catch in that relationship? There's a reason people call you Simone Biles' husband and not anything else. Yeah, do you not realize? That, that, I'm hoping that telling maybe tongue-in-cheek there, I'm thinking, maybe. It didn't have, seem very tongue-in-cheek. You have to be. It didn't seem that way. She's the greatest gymnast, not in just this country's history, but in gymnastics, in the history of the sport. Yeah. So uh, that, that was fun. Fourth down, Peacock has announced that they will provide a commercial-free fourth quarter for its upcoming Bills-Chargers game. Solid idea. Probably going to be a novelty one-time thing. Which, we got the, the nice email from Westwood One because we're carrying that game. That doesn't apply to the radio broadcast. We're not, we're not doing that. That's Peacock's thing. We're not doing that. We, we've still got stuff to do here. Yeah, so if you listen to the Westwood broadcast here on the team, you'll still hear, hear commercials. But you don't have to pay for Peacock, so... There, if you there's, listen. A, there's a huge plus right there. All right, 840. Coming up next, we'll have our picks with the Pope. That's on the way. Uh, still got time to text in your favorite sports Christmas gift. Once again, our show's going to end here at 9 o'clock. It's a holiday edition. So uh, to keep that in mind, so uh, get that text in as soon as possible to the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line, 970-242-1340. All right, Taylor, let's go. Jim Davis Show. Welcome back. Welcome back. Jim along with Cake today. Our show will conclude here in a few minutes. It's time for our football picks. We bring in His Eminence, the Pope. Good morning, Petey. How are you? What it is, fellas? It is so nice. I got a week from today. Today. And Let's it's over. go. And, and next week, I only have three days because we're off Monday and Tuesday. So I got three days left, y'all. All right, man. And into the final home stretch here, the final the final days of you working at District 51. Now, I thank you for the, the invite to your uh, retirement party. Uh, and thanks for coming, man. That was so awesome. Well, that was awesome of you. And daughter. my daughter, too. Oh, man, it just got yeah. to me. Yeah. What a lovely young woman. She was great. Um, and, and so I enjoyed being there. And enjoyed, I've known you a long time, but enjoyed learning. Uh, I know what's coming. I enjoyed learning something about you. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. That, um, you know, Superman has kryptonite. Everybody has a weakness. For Petey Pope, it's mice. You do not like mice. The story about your wife. You made your lovely wife go and take the mouse out of the trap the one night when you guys were in bed. You heard the trap go off. And then she got great. She got sweet revenge on you, by the way. I thought it was great when she brought the, yes, she the mouse back in. Hey, hey, see what I got. Look what I got. 
And you're screaming and going crazy. <laughs> like a little girl. Like a little, like Here's a little the thing. Flailing like a little girl. Katie, I, sympath- I sympathize. When I was in high school, I was in the theater hall, and there was a little mouse that was crawling around. And, you know, here's me, right? I have my kind of, you know, baritone bass voice. And right. Little, I saw the little mouse. It scurried right next to my feet. I jumped about eight feet in the air and let out the highest pitch squeal I've ever. So I, right there with you, man, mice, nah. Good. That's I'm good. Right. Mice, me and mice do not get along. We are man. not friends. See, that's one of the benefits of growing up in the country, of growing up out in Appleton, where you're out with horses and cows and sheep and all kinds of livestock, and mice are usually around. And so you kind of get used to it, and they don't freak you out. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, I, I, had, I had hamsters when I was a kid. I had gerbils. Gerbils are terrible, by the way. They're a terrible animal. Um, guinea pigs love guinea pigs. Guinea pigs are great. I love guinea pigs, but uh, but mice, yeah, I just I don't, I don't, yeah, I just they don't freak me out. I'm trying to think what does freak me out. I can't. Spiders? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about spiders. There's no, there's nothing. I, there's things I don't like, and it's like ah hell, there's that, you know. But I I don't. There's nothing just makes me freak out because things like that. I grew up around it, so it wasn't. It became kind of commonplace out in the country where you're around stuff like that. So, I don't know, you city boys. I don't know. <laughs> you know get out, city get, boys. Get out in the country and you're exposed to that stuff and it's not a big deal. Well, I, I now back to uh, thank you for the invite once again. That was a, a, a lovely celebration of uh, all your hard work and all the, the excellence you've had at District 51. That was a, a lot of fun. Get to see. Saw Poncho Flores for a few minutes. Talked to Poncho. Talked to Eddie yeah. Ward. Talked to Ed, an old high school uh, classmate of mine. And and it was yeah. good to see some of those guys. So, uh, it was, and it celebrate was a lot you. of fun. And the shirt they gave me was absolutely awesome. That was great. The, the shirt you're going to wear on the cruise with, with you gonna on the I'm going to wear yeah. that shirt, man. It's a, it's a sh- cake. It's a shirt with my picture posted on all over the shirt. And the <laughs> shirt reads, retired. Not my job anymore. I love it. It's great. It's great, man. <laughs> I love it. It's a great. It's a great shirt. That's and fantastic, <laughs> Petey. All right, so uh, we move on to the picks here uh, with our, our time that we have remaining. Uh, what, what does it look like from last week? Uh, so last week did decent. Uh, Jim, Rio, and Petey went four and two. I went yes. three and three. Yes. Uh, so the standings don't change that much. Uh, Jim is still in first place. Rio is a game back. I am three games back. And Petey, you're still in the caboose, but not as cabooey as it was last week, I guess. Okay. So there you go. I picked up one game. You picked up a game, and you know you got a chance to gain some more ground here this week. All right. Right. So I guess well we tied, but I'm still in the lead. So so for you, play it. What is best in life? Crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and they hear the lamentation of the women. I never get tired of that. that is well, when it's for me. When it's for you, yeah. All right, so here we go. Here Welcome we go. to another edition of Thunderdome! Yeah! All right, for picks today, we're starting out the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Georgia State versus Utah State. Utah State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in the Potato Bowl. I am taking Utah State 
Rio also going with Utah State. Petey, what say you? I'm going with the Aggies, man. Give me Utah State. On the Smurf turf, I'm going to go Utah State as well. All right, next up, a game we're going to have here on the Team Sports Network, the Gasparilla Bowl. Georgia. Oh, boy, Gasparilla? 4.30 today. 4.30 on the team. That's good stuff, man. Georgia Tech versus Central Florida. I am taking UCF. Uh, Rio's taking Georgia Tech. UCF is a four-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Petey, what say you? US, UCF is a sneaky good program, man. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go with them. I'll go with uh, UCF as well. Soon to be uh, once current CU Buffalo's Big 12 rival. We'll see. Yeah. All right, moving on to the Almighty Shield. We got some good games in the NFL this weekend. Browns at the Texans. Cleveland, a two and a half point road favorite. Rio's taking his brownies. I'm also taking Believe Land. Petey, what say you? You know, Joe Flacco's been, been throwing it, man. Yes. How can an ex-Raven be on the Browns and the Browns became the Ravens? How, how does this work? I don't know, Petey. I don't how know, man. How does this work, man? All right, but I am going to go with Cleveland. I think they're playing better ball than the Texans, so I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go... I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. With the, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll go with the Browns. I'll go with the Browns. You you were close. I'm gonna go with the Browns. I heard you say like, almost, almost, didn't he? I almost. thought it. I'm gonna go with the Browns. All right, up next. How about them Cowboys at the Miami Dolphins? Miami, a one and a half point favorite. This is probably gonna be shaping out to be a close game, or it could be a total not close game. Uh, I got the Dolphins. Rio's got the Dolphins. Finally breaking the streak of not beating teams that they're have better record. Never mind. Petey, what say you? I know what you're saying. Well, they, I just found out last week that the, the, the Dallas Cowboys are terrible road team. Terrible. Just terrible. They are undefeated at home, but they've got losses on the road. So I'm going to go with the Dolphins uh, as the home team. I'll go with Tua. Tua Tungavaloa. All right. Next up, we got to pick it, Petey. Yep. Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. At Levi Stadium. Mm-mm. Would you care to know what the spread is, Petey? What is it? San Francisco five and a half. Wow. Five and a half? That's five and a half. That's, that's way too generous, I think, in this one. But uh, That's a three-point three game there, man. Yeah. Two and, and a half to three-point game. I, I'm in agreement with you there, but I'm not in agreement with what I can only assume would be your pick. On the get-ups, they're debating if it's an insult to the Ravens, the spread, and they're oh, yeah. going on about it right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, I've got the 49ers. Rio's got the 49ers. Petey, I'm going to take uh, a wild shot in the dark. That's and, right. Yep, yeah, that's what I thought. I'm going with the purple, man. I'm that's, going with, with my boys. That's what I thought. Should be a great game. I wish I could give you this as a retirement gift, Petey, but... No worries. We'll go to lunch or something. How about that? Um, we'll do that. <laughs> I'm going Niners in this one. 49ers. All right, last... Should be a great game, though. Should be a very good game. Last but not least, on the Team Sports Network Sunday, Christmas Eve... The Denver Broncos hosting the New England Patriots. Denver, 
a six and a half point favorite. That number makes me nervous. That, that does make me nervous too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> uh, that all being said, when it's all said and done, I think the Patriots are just garbage this year. I am going to take the Broncos. Rio is taking the Broncos. Jim did say on, what was it, last week or two weeks ago's program that you're going to pick out the Broncos yeah, for so, the rest of the season? So I'm already locked in. I'm So you're already locked in. So, Petey, you are the swing vote here. Or, well, maybe. Yeah, you don't uh, swing vote here, man. I'm going Broncos, man. I, I just think they'll do enough to get by the Patriots. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Call them out. <laughs> so there you go. There's our. Now, question for you, uh, Jim, our mm-hmm. quick auto production meeting. Are you guys going to do picks again next week? Is there any chance you could put that together for I us? I have it ready to go. I will Great. share it with... Uh, share with me or whatever, and we'll... Because I'll be here with Max. All right. So. Very good. And we'll do the same thing next week, Petey. Because next... Okay. Next same day, time. Which will be my last day. So, we'll you know, great. I'm yeah. just like... I'm, I'm, I'm making it. That's my last day next week. I should bring you by some Mickey Mouse ears. I really should. <laughs> Jim Stavis, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> wow. Such violence. I know. I'm a guy who's about to be retired here. Well, he's scrappies. He's a get off my lawn guy. So what are you going to do? Fire me? No. It's, it's true. I really, really can't. I mean, just didn't think it need, necessitated violence on, on your part. I mean, you're 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 gonna you're gonna throw haymakers at, at the misses over that thing too. It's like, come on, man. Oh my goodness, that was funny, man. Yeah, you didn't find that. You didn't know. You didn't find that funny at all. The way it sounded like she thought. It's not like she thought it was hilarious, but oh, in retrospect, it was funny. Yeah. All right, Petey. Enjoy the holiday, my friend. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you uh, next Friday. All right, guys. Have a good one, man. Have a good one. We'll uh, holler at you next week. Sounds good. All right, there he goes in a puff of smoke. The Pope. All right. M I C K E Y M O U S E. Mickey Mouse, Petey Pope, Petey Mouse, Petey Pope. All right, uh, eight fifty-five. That's our show for today. No time for, for garbage time. Have a wonderful Christmas weekend. Have a safe trip uh, back to Superior. Thank you. Uh, and tell your mom and dad and everybody Merry Christmas from me. Will do. And enjoy the, the, your time off next week. Well and, deserved your part. Tell your better half thank you for the uh, trail mix for the road. You uh, hopefully enjoy it. Yes, uh, she loves making the checks party mix. Anyway, we'll be back with you, at least Buckeye and myself, on Wednesday. A chance to win those Broncos Chargers tickets coming up on Wednesday.